This is the EP Growth Podcast from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. We are here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young EPs in the industry. Hello and welcome back to the EP Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McAfee, the Director of Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. And I'm joined back at the crease again by manager of Hunter Urban Health, Chris Goward. How you going, mate? Well, thanks, Rhino. Good to be back. Another innings. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we're back from a bit of a spell. I think uh, I've had about yeah four weeks, four weeks off or so. So, man, missed you. Uh, what have you been up to in the meantime? Mate, I uh, got away. Little sneaky trip down to Tasmania. So, took in the sites that is Hobart. It's a beautiful little town. So, cold, but enjoyed it. What have you been up to? Uh, looking after a newborn. So uh, yeah, we've got a, a little newborn at home and um, yeah, had some time off uh, with her, which was yeah, absolutely amazing and uh, a bit sleep deprived, but um, keen to get back into it and provide some absolute gold for the listeners today. Beautiful, mate. Sounds good. Excellent stuff. Let's dive straight in today. I wanted to talk a little bit about one um, immediate strategy, one quick little action point, one tip that you can implement into your, into your week as of today uh, to reduce your cancels. This is something that's uh, obviously had a big effect uh, within my clinical practice and obviously within um, the business here at Hunter Rehab and Health. It's it's a, a very easy strategy we can implement, but um, sometimes a bit challenging for some uh, new grads or, or less experienced EPs to implement. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, front-loading appointments um, or uh, also known as the four-in-two model uh, that we implement here. So uh, Chris, did you want to explain to the listeners just exactly what that what that is? Yep, sweet. So typically I think as EPs or in virtually any health practice, we, we kind of um, schedule sessions with clients subconsciously based on what we think that the client is going to want or what they can do. So it's you know, once per week or sometimes it's not even that frequent with, with how uh, often sessions are booked. So the four and two model takes that and shifts it, shifts the mindset to go, all right, I want to see you four times within the first two weeks. Have that as a starting uh, roadmap for how your, your treatment sessions are going to look. Um, and we take it from there. Okay, awesome stuff, mate. And I guess what would, what would be the immediate, uh, immediate barrier or immediate challenge that you've been faced to before if you've suggested this to a younger EP? What's the first thing? they would they would say to you about doing this yeah i think um we encounter it with with some of the newer guys here in our clinic but i certainly myself the, the first time you sort of come across this idea oh geez like it's it can be a little bit different and you, you start to think well can the can the client do this so they've have they got the availability can they afford it um you know how are they going to respond to this so are they going to think that i'm just trying to over service and and see them twice three times per week until the end of time, so to speak. So that's probably the first thing that pops up. And it's, I think it's totally within our own mindsets. Um, we're imposing that belief on our clients most of the time. Um, it, it, from what I've seen in the clinic and the experience that I'm getting back from the team and, and various other clinics as well, is that it's um, that belief that, oh, no, just once per week, if that, it's, um, it's not held by the clients. Mm. And, and what do we tend, I guess, what do we tend to see with, uh, appointments that are booked uh, one week after the initial or two weeks after the initial um, is like, do you see any type of correlation there for those types of uh, clients that, that aren't front loaded? 
Yeah, 100%, Ryan. So within my, like my own practice when I was younger and starting out and now within the team uh, we have here, generally speaking, the guys that are booking sessions once per week, they turn into once every two weeks or once every three weeks by the time someone is sick or they have to go away on holidays or work pops up. They can't attend that once per week session. So now it's once a fortnight, once every three weeks. And so what have you achieved in once one session over three weeks, it's typically not much. So the person's not feeling better. They don't feel like your services are very good. It's not helping them. And they start to drop off. Cancellation rates get higher and higher and higher. They stop coming. And then they go and see somebody else who is willing to see them sooner, who who ultimately is going to get a better outcome because they are seeing the client. So um, there is a huge correlation. If we can get sessions more front-loaded, we're seeing this client uh, more frequently. You have more time to educate them. You can build a better rapport get some sessions done, uh, answer some questions and ultimately achieve an outcome. It's, it's very clear in the clinic here that if you're, if you're not seeing your clients frequently enough, they will drop off. Mm. Yeah, good point. I think it's important to note as well, we're a little bit different to personal trainers where with a personal trainer, the client is coming motivated. They're, they're ready to change. A lot of the times as an exercise physiologist, we're getting referrals for these people that have had chronic conditions for such a long period of time. And the actual barrier for this person is motivation. It, that, that's, that's why, and consistency, that's why they've got their chronic condition. They need accountability. They need assistance um, by, by giving them one session per week and um, expecting them to be all of a sudden this amazing patient does all these home-based exercises is, is just, uh, I just don't think that's um, the reality of what's happening. It's um, that, that they need some, some deep, behavioral change that needs to happen here and and that happens with regular touch points with that ep over a period of time before you start seeing um some some changes in their daily habits in their weekly habits to obviously live a healthier and happier life so i think it is important to understand the clientele and what they actually what their needs are uh, in terms of um, how much assistance do they need from you or, or accountability from yourself would you agree with that mate what a, absolutely mate there's a few things on that front like if you've got somebody coming in, let's say it's a musculoskeletal thing and it's quite complex, it's been a long, long-term issue for this person, there's probably they're probably going to have a lot of questions. And and you know, the, the rehab process we know is typically not smooth. There's going to be improvement and then little setbacks and improvement. And then they're going to need to have support around them. Yes, keep them motivated and on the ball, but answering some questions like, oh, should I do this or should I not do this? And those sorts of things, it's, it's very hard to do if I see this person once a month. Why wouldn't they stop doing their program at home if they can't get an answer? They might think, oh, well, you know, I won't do that because I'm not sure if it's right or wrong, so I'll just do nothing. Mm. Um, and we know that most often that's, that's not quite the answer either. But to your point about um, yeah, motivation levels, Take it the other way. Take it the other way. So let's say you've got someone that they're here. So they've got some degree of motivation. There is there is a reason for them being here. And they're really keen to get on top of their injury or chronic health condition, whatever it might be. And then you say, okay, brilliant. We've done our initial today. I'm going to see you in three weeks' time. I'll see you in two weeks' time. But that's not helping this person. That you got the window is now that we need to get in now with the education and setting the plan for this person and start moving them forward. Not all right, great. I'll see you in three weeks. They're going to go somewhere else where they can get someone to help them now. It's, mm. a, it's a pressing issue for them. So um, I think we do need to think about it that way. Um, they're coming yeah. to see you because they want help. Don't push them away. Help. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And I think um, I'm happy to share some, some vulnerability here. I think every single person has gone through this phase, including myself. I would say the first three years, the first three years of my career as an EP, 
um, I would be so fixed on what I believed the patient could afford and that would determine my booking frequency. Um, and it wasn't until, it wasn't until uh, uh, something happened at three years where I did book a patient in uh, one week after their initial assessment and they called up and they canceled their second consult. I was so excited because I knew I'd get some great outcomes, but they'd actually gone for coffee with one of their friends who'd just seen this brand new Cairo in town and said that they were getting amazing results uh, and they should go to the Cairo instead. And as a result, uh, they canceled their appointment here and I never saw them, never saw them again. Um, and that made me think, okay, the amount of things that can happen between that first consult and that second consult, if it's seven days, this person's in pain, they're looking for solutions, they're asking questions, um, they're, they're Googling things, they, they, they're looking for, for a solution real quick. Um, if they don't hear from you for seven days, like the amount of things that can happen in there that would avoid um, them actually seeing you again and achieving their ultimate outcome um, and building capacity and resilience to avoid that injury again. Um, it's that that's what that was a game changer for me but um, out of curiosity mate was this something that uh, that you struggled with early in your, your career and um, yeah how long did it take you to sort of take away that uh, the financial side of things in terms of your bookings yeah absolutely mate that's certainly a part of the thinking whether you're sort of aware of it or not I think it's um, it does play a role um, but I think as well as a, as a newer guy, you, you're kind of not sure like what's what to do. What's the standard? Perhaps you're struggling a little bit with confidence. Like, well, you know, how much should I be seeing this person with this particular injury type? And it's not always about that injury type. There's other things you need to convey to that person beyond the, the, the X's and O's of the, the session itself. It's the education and rapport building that needs to happen in that time. So um, part of it for me was confidence in um in, in that being right, that's the right thing to do is I need to see this person more for, for these reasons. It was sort of, go, oh, I guess it's, you know, once per week. Um, and for the EPs out there that are, are traveling around gym to gym, maybe it's, it's probably hard for you as well. Perhaps there's a logistics thing involved with, I just physically can't get there more than once per week. Um, so there might be something to telehealth or a phone call can be, can be great sometimes. So thinking a little bit outside the box to, to get this up and running as well. But um, early doors for me, it was probably not, not being too aware that there's another way to go about it, overlaid with a bit of the financial concern and then confidence to back that, yeah, actually, I think I should see you more. And then going and, and pre uh, presenting that to the client with a, an actual plan. So that was the bigger ones for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, mate. I think, yeah, as a new guy, you don't know what the norm is. You're going off your own previous experiences, which are very limited. Um, you're going off your previous experiences with other health practitioners when you were a, a, a patient. So um, take it from this podcast now that, um, yeah, this is what the standard we want, to, we want to create for exercise physiologists. And something we like to do on here is get super practical. So um, if you're actually asking what that actually looks like, I'm going to give you some practical advice. Uh, if you've got an initial assessment on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, you will look to see them again that week. So if you see them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, aim to book them in same time, uh, sometime again that week. So at the latest, if it's Wednesday, we look to see them Friday. Um, that way we've got those two sessions in that, uh, that first week. And then into the next week, we can look at a Monday, Wednesday, or we can look at a Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, but have all those, at least those four booked after the initial assessment and create that standard. Uh, we want to be able to, yeah, put that challenge out to uh, each of the EPs out there listening and just watch, just, just watch and experience what happens. Just have a look at your clinical outcomes. Have a look at them turn up. 
to the appointments really keen and and knowing what's what's next because it's such a short period of time and you can roll straight into um, the next consult so i can assure you this is something that will uh, reduce the cancellation percentage for yourself um, straight away um, chris have you got anything else to add to that before we wrap up this short little sharp episode yeah, for sure, mate. I think a lot of the, the concentration there is around cost, right? So if you take someone and go, I'm going to see you once per week and, it, and I'm thinking it's for eight weeks or you can start to front load those sessions and say you want to do you know, twice per week, potentially the, the program goes, it's shorter because you achieve the result quicker. And then because you're getting the education and building the rapport, the person's actually doing their exercises. Perhaps it doesn't have to go for as many sessions now either. And so the, the cost of the outcome this is what we're talking about it's not cost per session but we're paying for an outcome they're coming to see you for that they want to achieve something so if you can consider the outcome well then it's going to be a cheaper program you're more likely to achieve it or achieve it quicker so they're paying for the outcome don't think of it like oh can they afford it this many sessions in in this amount of time or whatever they're paying for the outcome so you're more likely to get it if you front load your sessions and then the other thing with that is you should, I've talked about it before in this podcast, is there should be a plan for your sessions. So if you've just said there, try and have those first four booked in. So the way I would always do it here and encourage everyone to do it, my plan is I do the initial, then I prescribe them their program in the second session. The third session is questions and refinement of that session. And then the fourth session is I'm really looking for the person to run that session for me. Take me through it. What have you been doing? Because they're doing it at home as well, remember. So that's my first four sessions pretty much always. And they can be locked in from the start. But by that session four, your your client should have achieved a fair bit. Um, that sounds perfect, mate. I think um, that's going down another little rabbit hole of, yes. uh, <laughs> of, an, of another another episode for another day, mate. So um, good at that. I think um, yeah, that plan sounds amazing. So we can dive a little bit deeper into that in another episode. But that's all we've got time for today. Um, good to be back with you, mates, and uh, looking forward to plenty more episodes for the rest of the year. Uh, take hey. care, guys. Bye for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. I would be forever grateful if you left a review, subscribe to our channel, and also share this podcast with any of your friends so we could ultimately grow this profession together. If you'd like any further information, please check us out on hunterrehab.com.au. Bye for now.